0: On today's episode of the Kindred 360 Podcast, it's just the fellas. We'll talk about an event that just happened. It was a huge smash, and we'll jump right into a brand new tech review. Let's go! You're listening
1: to the Kindred 360 Podcast with your hosts, Pastor Rod Idle, Matt Smith, and Lindsey Terry. The Kindred 360 Podcast is an extension of Kindred Church in Midlithian, Virginia, At Kindred, we help people find their purpose. We believe that God designed us to be surrounded by others who
0: love and care for us. We call this your tribe. We invite you to be part of our tribe today, so enjoy the fun, inspiration, and introspection. All in today's episode of Kindred 360. Now, Pastor Rod Idle.
1: Hey, welcome everybody to the Kindred 360 podcast. We're coming to you from Studio 77. It's nice to have everybody here, but really not everybody's here, but say, hey, Chris. Hey, how's it going, guys? All right, Matthew. Hey, good morning, afternoon, wherever you're listening. What's up? Rosendis. How's it going? Listen, it's nice to have you all sharing with us today, but today we are minus one of our teammates, Lindsay Liu. Um, she has not had her baby yet. She is still carrying that child, <laughs> but um, we're hoping this week. So just keep praying for her, but she just didn't feel like she was able to get out today, which we understood And so Lindsay when you finally hear this we want to let you know we miss you We feel like our IQ level just went down about 20 points without you here (laughs) and that's being generous. Yeah, so thank you so much for (laughs) uh, uh, We wish you well Uh, stay healthy and bring that little baby home so um, but it's nice to be with you all today. You know, today uh, we're following up an event we had this past week weekend that was absolutely fantastic, wasn't it, guys? Yeah, first, 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 it was fantastic. Are we going to
2: recognize that we're it's just the men here? Like,
1: I think I just gonna, said that. and sort So did Matt. Like, like, are we going to like we're going to talk some manly how many, stuff? First? How many, talk manly stuff? Yeah. You want to talk manly <laughs> stuff? All right, ball bearings, <laughs> uh, lug nuts, Steaks.
3: And potatoes.
0: (laughs) I I thought this is fitting. I borrowed um, Josh Smallwood's truck for the event this weekend, and I get in. I thought he had a recording, a CD or something, but it was NPR. It was a random, like, tutorial on how to do, like, a forging. And from like a weaponsmith or something. I was like, oh, okay, Josh. <laughs> what? Like, Go ahead, dude. <laughs> like, and then I was like, oh, no, wait, it was just the radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'd be like, man, I got up my man level. Oh my that dude's got word.
1: it. Resendez, that's that's all you want to get in. You just were just like <laughs> yep. begging for waiting, that. Next time, just waiting. go ahead and say. you couldn't see the hey, joy can, on I just, space. can I just play some music real quick? But, um, yeah, it's a it's a total man show today, but it's really not all about manly topics. But um, I, like I said uh, before, I was um, interrupted. Anyway, uh, we had an event this weekend, right? We had a big event. It was pretty cool, wasn't it? We did yeah. it down at Rockwood Park. Yep. Um, we had a back-to-school carnival. It was our first time doing it. Um, I really give a lot of credit to Stacy McCoy that uh, God laid this on her heart. And she and the team had put together this back-to-school carnival, And it was really cool. We did it down in Rockwood Park, one of the ballparks, and uh, we had, you know, different games set up. We had face painting and balloon animals, and we had, you know, hot dogs and cotton candy and snow cones and all that kind of stuff. And we didn't know what to expect. We gave away school supplies at each one of the stops of games, and we gave them a tote bag, and so they could fill their tote bag with school supplies. We thought it'd be really cool if we had 150 to 200 people. That would be our dream. We thought that would be really, really cool, didn't we? Remember when we even talked about that at staff meeting, right? Yeah. Like, so how many can we we expect? I don't know, 150, 200 people would be awesome. And I'm not kidding. We didn't didn't get an official count, but our best guesstimate was it was probably 700 to 750 people. That's right. Yeah, it It had to be. It was, it rocked us. It, it knocked us over. I mean, we were like, wow, we ran out of everything. Yes. Um, and so we've decided we're going to make that an annual event. And so next year, uh, this event cost us a little bit over $3,000. Next year, I'm sure it's going to be closer to $10,000
0: by the time everything's done. But um, this it's an event worthwhile. And, and and worth clarifying, so this was our back-to-school carnival, and, and the heart of it started with us just saying, where's the need in our community? One of the things you always challenge us with, Rod, is how can we have some cool ministry? Right. Where's a, where's a spot people need to step into? And Stacy McCoy, uh, our children's director, uh, said, Hey, I've got an idea. And how can we why don't we help give out school supplies in a fun way? And that really is the the birth of this thing. And so at all the carnival games, it was really cool. Uh, you mentioned, or did you already mention this? Maybe I just wasn't listening. I know you, you said we passed out tote bags, but as they're going around, they're like collecting notebooks. And did you just say this? You did all of them, yeah. what you said. Oh my I gosh. did.
1: <laughs> So thanks a lot for coming in, Matt. I this yeah. is for the audience I'm who sorry. doesn't listen to Ron. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Mostly dumbing. me. I'm, I'm sorry, so sorry that I was
1: boring you that you <laughs> didn't feel like you no, needed to like, listen.
0: I was like, I can't believe you didn't say that. That's the whole point yeah. of this. Right. Just you just woke up. Know, you know I, what was
1: so cool though? What did is? you notice? Hang on for a second. Did you notice where I <laughs> stared at you like, what? Do you need to be an echo? Do you have to get your word in no. somehow? Can you just shut up? No. I just said all that. All right, go ahead. <laughs> No, I'm done. (laughs) Chris, Chris, go ahead. No, you are done. Chris, go ahead.
3: All right. What was really cool, though, was there was all these people that were lining up before we even started. I know it. One of my favorite things was just walking around um, during one of my breaks um, in between areas where I was serving. I just saw all the joy in people's faces and all their excitement to be there. and stuff. So, I mean, if it was just that, just to see um, the effect that just a carnival to bless the community... Um, I mean, what, what more can you do? You know,
1: Scott and I, Scott Spradlin and I went to get some ice. And um, it was kind of funny. We, we left at about 9.15, 9.20, whatever, and we went to get some ice. And um, we came back. We got back around 10 till 10, right? It was supposed to start at 10 o'clock. And we're driving in, and Scott goes, holy cow, there's a line, And I went, what? And I turned and looked across at the ball field, and there was a line of people already set up to come in. Yeah, it was great. I was blown away. Because... You got to remember, guys, I mean, you know, yeah. we sat there and went, man, what do we do if we set this up and nobody should? <laughs> yeah, I for mean, real. You know, we had
2: like 20 people. I saying, remember that conversation. I honestly, right? think, I honestly think also the weather had a little bit to do with it. The it overcast, was, the perfect It was beautiful. Weather. It was a great day. If it was 100 degrees, we would
1: probably have been a little bit less. That's than, right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, but it was really a cool event. And I want to praise God for it. And yeah. uh, uh, it was just an absolute thing. And I'm so, an uh, absolute cool thing. And I'm so glad that Stacy was faithful in following that. And, and, and bringing I don't that know up. if you
0: knew this, but we were passing out school supplies at all the games. You got a tote bag, too. <laughs> I'm just oh my gosh! I thought you were serious. I was about to come across no. the table, beat the no. crap on. You. Would
1: that Would that camera catch it if I went over and yeah, punched yeah, him in the yeah, head? Yeah, it would. Uh, but uh, <laughs> your face
0: was like, I'm "I am." I him. I thought he was. No, it was, no. It was now I get, on it. My dumb I get self. it. I get it. I get
1: it. You know, Mike. It's kind of funny. Mike always gives us this. Um, list of what it's going to be, what we're going to talk about. And one of the things he said is other life stuff, which I like. So I'm going to talk to you about other life stuff before we get going. Um, first of all, we had a great Sunday morning attendance this week. We had a, it's nice to see our summer crowd come, you know, uh, you know, kind of regrouping and coming back. Uh, it's good to see some, uh, new faces there and, and things like that. But, um, You know, I just want to touch base real quick again on our teammate. Lindsay, um, originally she was going to have um, the baby yesterday, um, but uh, because of some dreams and hopes that she has, that she'll have it by Friday. But she's really hoping um, for an opportunity for a natural childbirth, Mm -hmm. obviously. And so she's holding out, and the doctor said, um, she's healthy and the baby's healthy. So, um, uh, be praying for Lindsay Lou. We miss her. And, um, we're pretty excited. I'm excited to have a granddaughter. I got to be honest. I, I'm not going to lie to you. When she first said, Hey, I think I'm going to put this off. I was disappointed. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was like crud, but you know, I certainly want her to be happy and be fulfilled to her and Josh. And so, you know, I heard something here this week, um, Sunday or Last week or something, Josh told me something I was shocked at. He works at Amazon. I got to give them props. Amazon pays the father for six weeks. Yes. To be off with Lindsay from the day the child's born for the next six weeks and he gets full pay. I
0: I thought, I heard that too. I thought that was so cool. I was like, Is that amazing? I don't know whether that,
1: Just how much the culture has changed. I was talking to my mom on the way in. I I hadn't talked to him in about a week, so I called my mom and was talking to her. I was telling her that. I said, Mom, I told Josh this when I was his age. If I would have walked into my boss and said, Hey, I just had a baby born, will you give me six weeks off of full pay? He might have punched me in the face. (laughs) (laughs) I said, It's amazing how much that's changed, but I'm so happy for him. I think that's awesome. And the boys are excited. So, that's my other life stuff. You got any you guys got any other life stuff before we get going?
0: Uh no, but uh well, I can tell you you're listening to the thinner version of Matt Smith. I've lost like twenty one pounds. Way to go, man. Awesome. Good job. Yeah. Good job. The haircut it kind of for some of <laughs> you, yeah, right? It was but, getting rough, right? <laughs> 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 it, yeah. I some don't. of y'all seen pictures of me. I, I part it to the side and once it gets long enough, it doesn't just part, it goes down and swoops. And uh, Rod calls it my George Jetson haircut. When I
2: saw uh, Matt with his haircut, I said, Did you run out of money and, and
0: buzz the rest of it? No, yeah. Well, I went <laughs> really tight this time. I was trying something different. So I thought it was pretty. Fun. I, I like it. I'm digging it. Hey, so. I think
3: it looks good. Yeah. I remember talking about it with you before you the, got it.
0: Yeah. I was like, Yeah. I actually called Chris. I said, <laughs> Chris, I need somebody else to tell me. I'm 35 yeah. and I got kids. If I do a hard part and I shave it all the way up to it, is that like, Matt? Am I going to look stupid or what? And the answer is always yes, but would it look okay? And uh, he, said, uh, he said, no, I think it'd be good. Well, like I was like, go for it. it. You, have the,
3: you have the pastor glasses, too, so just complete the look. <laughs> is this really happening right now?
0: He's <laughs> got the
1: David Letterman glasses.
3: I do, I do. Just grow a giant beard
1: now. All right. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> and uh, Hey, you know what? I have been invited by my esteemed producer, Mike Resendiz, to do a tech review. So we're gonna do a tech review. The gadget that he's asked me to do a review on is called the Insta 360 One X Action Camera. Now, if you haven't seen one of these bad boys, action camera. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't, oh, man. be there. We're uh, kicking uh, up the testosterone on <laughs> the men Monster yes. Truck oh, Weekend. <laughs> or called the coming I mean, this summer. Camera. <laughs> um, this is a camera give me that give goes. The on <laughs> Put that cookie down. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> it's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> now we're officially uh, into the podcast
2: of. Of all the men. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: Maybe uh, we need Lindsay to balance us out. This
1: this camera goes on top of a a pole that's a that's a telescoping
2: pole. Well, you can. You don't have to, but that's what it comes with when you buy the kit. So it has other attachments you can do, a, okay, um, you know, a suction cup or whatever.
1: Oh okay. Well, cool. Bancy. And we used it at the carnival uh this past weekend. And what's really cool is If you, when you walk around with it holding the pole up, it shows everything but the pole, yeah. In other words, you can't tell, like right now, we got it going in our studio. Mike is showing me the picture on his phone, and I got it up above. Uh, but you can't tell, um, that I'm holding a pole or anything. It looks right now, I'm holding it out over Matt's head, and it looks like I've just got my arm sticking out.
0: Wait a second. So even at that to angle, you, can't, you don't see the pull? No,
1: you don't see the pull at all. Oh my gosh, wow. that's amazing. Completely I thought eliminates if it was
0: vertical, it. it would do that.
1: No. That's Isn't that That's cool? really cool. Yeah. Wow. It is really a slick, slick tool. Now, you can use this for a lot of things. I think, you know, selfies was such a huge thing. You remember when the selfie sticks came out and things like that? Oh. I, I Mike actually got me one, and somehow Lindsay has confiscated it. But... Um, That's a daughter. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, selfie sticks. This is kind of a selfie video stick in a sense, and it is a really, really cool gadget. If there's anything that you want to take more of a scan of, it'll do a 360 um, of where you're looking, and you just stick it up in here, and it would scan your whole... Uh, area like if you're at a family gathering if you're if you're you know out in the park with the kids you could put it up and it's really really cool I got the box here and it is five point seven K 360 video what does that mean Rod five five point seven K K. What does that mean? Um I don't know (laughs) kilometers (laughs) kilowatts Anyway, it's really high resolution. It's It's the resolution.
2: It's the resolution. Yeah, right. It's the resolution. The one thing that also the one thing I'll I'll help Rod out here a little bit because he told me about this, so I'll just tell you what he told me. (laughs) Um, Is that for video aspect? When you're recording video, you can capture when you capture everything, and then you go to edit. If you decide you want a certain angle during that process then you can just splice to that cut. So right. when, say, you're walking down the street and it's on you and then someone comes up, it can actually, you can say, hey, I want this area to be the recording now and you know, on the screen when you're cutting it. Also, we can be doing live. So you can live 360. So wow. um, you can go on Facebook wow. Live with it Wow. and all that. And you can control Very it cool. all with your
1: phone.
3: Is it just video?
2: I
1: love that. No, Pictures, it does. Video and it does line. camera. Yeah. It says it's 18 megapixels. It, yep. That's um, what you told me. Yeah. For and for what's the average phone? A still picture.
0: Uh, how many megapixels in the average phone? I forget. Oh, uh, they're
1: up to 18 now. I was months. just gonna say they're up to 18, <laughs> but the average is about 14. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> it sounded good though. I, I was know.
1: like, all right, much, right, all right. Well, it's really a cool uh deal uh you ought to look into them um what's the price i the price is right around five hundred dollars actually you're right on wow okay well there you go so but i'll sell you this one i got right next to me for 250 if you want to come get it um anyway uh it's really a cool deal appreciate you mike getting that bringing that in like i said if you see the um Go on the Kindred page at Facebook, and you'll see the video we um, shot at the carnival, Mike shot, and we use this as part of it. Like when you see Chris acting like an idiot, walking around and dancing dancing (laughs) all that stuff, we use it as part of it. So it's really cool. It's got a really neat resolution and really neat, it gives you a neat opportunity to do something different for your pictures and videos. All right. So Matt, anything you want to repeat? <laughs> so,
0: <clears throat> anyway, back to school carnival. The back to school park <laughs> we we were giving out school supplies.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, it's uh, oh Matthew.
0: Anyway, <laughs> so Mike, thanks a lot. That That's our
1: good. tech review for today. I hope you enjoy it. I love this thing. I think it's cool.
0: I, I think it's really great.
2: The great thing is, is there's possible like so many different options. That's yeah. the one thing i like about it the other thing about the video that is on that we posted or whatever i used the dgi um little action camera and that one would, turned out that was the first time using it at that event so it turned out pretty good
0: yeah i, th- I think what you were saying about it capturing everything because how many times you've been out like shooting something and something crazy happens just to your right you're like ah, oh, i wasn't quick enough I 12
1: times it. in my life Exactly. You counted them so, all. Yeah, well, you said how many, and I, I remembered. I keep a tally.
0: <laughs> Total recall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, hey, thanks for listening on that, Mike. Thanks for bringing that in. That's a pretty cool thing, and I hope, uh, I hope you get out there and test it out. And like I said, get on, the, get on the kindred page and see how it works. You'll see evidence of it on there many times. So, I hope that you'll do that. All right. Well, today I'm going to talk to you about something that uh, is going to become a topic that we're going to be discussing at Kindred starting September 8th, and that's uh, mental health. Um, The series is is called um, Let's Talk About Mental Health. And, you know, the reason I think it's important to talk about this is because studies have shown that one out of every four adults will be affected by mental illness at some point. In their life. You know, I was watching an interview um, online with a head coach of a major university, and he talked about how many resources they are putting on their coaching staff and in their on their team to help their young men. It was a football team, their young men deal with mental health issues. And he said, it's becoming it's increasing so much that soon it'll be the highest um, dollar amount that they spend for the health of their players. Mm. I thought that was amazing. It is amazing. Uh, and so there there obviously is a big need to address the mental health issues in our nation and in our world. You know what I found, though? I found that believers, for believers, followers of Christ, the statistics aren't much different than that one out of every four. You know, I, I remember hearing a friend Uh, say that uh, when someone comes home from having knee surgery, half the church brought over food and sent cards. And when my husband came home from the hospital after a suicide attempt, our fridge stayed empty. Mm. And I thought Mm. that's a perfect illustration. Mental health and illness have always been one of society's greatest curiosities and infatuations, but it's something the church has rarely dealt with. I mean, if you think about what's on television, movies and things like that, popular films and shows like Silence of the Lamb, uh, Criminal Minds, uh, the new you know, serial killer stories and their story and all that kind of stuff, you, there's almost a psychological drama in all these things. But the truth is, mental health is not exciting like it is on the big screen. The truth is, mental health is a rocky, Troubled and often silent life, and so I start thinking, what can the church do? How can we? How can we talk about it? Kindred, not what can the church do. What can Kindred do? You know, in the past, um, the church's history with mental health has not been good. Um, it's been rocky at best. Um, I've seen um, direct effect of mental illness on families. And, um, often even my interaction with the person that is affected by mental illness. Um, I look back on, I see very, a a lot of ineffectiveness and honestly I had some hopelessness and I think it's because I was never really familiar with, does that make sense? You know, just never, I never really got in touch with it and understood it. Um, You guys probably weren't raised in this kind of environment, but I was uh, when I was younger. Mental health and mental illness, things like that, were almost looked at with disdain in the church. And then if you wanted help, if you wanted help, the help was honestly ineffective. Now, I shouldn't say ineffective. It just was not everything the person needed. I can remember as a young pastor talking with people and, you know, they were dealing with depression or anxiety. And I can remember feeling like my holster was empty in a way. I mean, I'd tell them they had to pray more and read their Bible and go to church. You know, and I realize now, I wish I could go back to those people and apologize for how ill-equipped I was, for how ineffective I was, and um, I think about it now, and I think, man, what what would have happened if, like, uh, the Bible colleges we went to, the seminaries and things, if they taught us on this stuff, and they really spent a lot of time on, listen, this is a growing thing in our culture. More and more people are getting affected by mental illness, and the church better be ready, because think about it. If you're a Christian... If you're a follower of Christ and you're struggling with mental illness, usually the first person you're going to go to is a pastor or a priest. That's right. It's the first. And if we can't provide them help or at least direct them in a good place, into a good place, we're missing an opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as I was younger and I would pray for these people and and I would... Um, you know, give them the best counsel I could. The truth is uh, I felt pretty inf- ineffective. I remember even teaching, I'm not proud of this, but I remember teaching when I was younger, the idea of depression and the idea that that Christians, you know, shouldn't be depressed and that we shouldn't, I don't know if I ever come around and said we shouldn't take medication and things, but I don't believe that now, obviously. Um, and so I would like to see the church get better at addressing this and I'd like to see the church, um, not be afraid of this issue. I think one of the reasons we're afraid of it is because we have a lack of understanding of it and, uh, we have some false beliefs out there and Kindred doesn't want to be that way. Kidron wants to start addressing this. We want to we want to become greater in our have greater effectiveness um, in teaching this, and it's more, by the way, than just I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is a great verse. Don't get me wrong, and it's a great verse to quote to yourself and remind yourself constantly. Um, but at the same time, it's got to be more than that. It's it the situation is too complex. You know what I mean. And we've steered clear of it over the years, whether we, we don't want to talk about it or whether we uh, feel like we can't give enough Bible verses or whatever, right? But the truth is, in Scripture, we see it time and time again, key people in Scripture dealing with anxiety and depression. Who's the first person, when you think of depression in the Bible, who's the first person you think of? David? Yeah. Yeah. All you gotta do is read the Psalms, right? You see, yeah. you can see David is up and down like yeah. crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> this guy dealt with depression, you know, and I see that and I go, Here's a guy who was called a man after God's heart, right? But yet he dealt with depression. And if God were the God of my church back when I was a kid or a, a young pastor, God would have folded his arms, looked down and said, Come on, David, mm. you obviously don't have a good relationship with me if you're gonna be depressed. Mm. Does that That's make right. sense? Wow. Yeah. What a, what a tough thing. We we don't, we didn't, I shouldn't say, help. Well, I don't know if I'm late getting on this wagon train or what. I don't know, but I don't care. I know that I want to see Kindred be a place where people can come and they can find help to be whole again, you know? I mean, like I said, I see I see even anxiety in Scripture, right? One of my favorite stories is Gideon. And when God finds Gideon, where is he? He's in the wine press. Why is he in the wine press? Because he is hiding. He has an anxiousness. He, he's dealing with some anxiety. And then God said, get up, Gideon. You're my mighty warrior, right? And, and what what did Gideon say? I am? I'm yeah. not your warrior. You got the wrong guy, right? I'm from the weakest family and the weakest clan and the weakest tribe. And and God didn't say I can't use that and walk away. God worked with him and grew him to a point where obviously Gideon uh, did great things for God. So as I look at those things, I think, well, God obviously doesn't allow these things to stop. They're not a spiritual stopper. And I want people to find a place of healing and wholeness and understanding and I, so we're going to start talking about it. So we start on September 8th. Yeah. All right. The first Sunday I'm going to talk about uh, the topic is it's okay not to be okay. We want to take away the stigma of, oh, there's something spiritually wrong with you if you are dealing with depression, anxiety, or any sort of mental illness. That That's not the case. And so we want to take away that stigma. We want to assure you that... God can work in you and through you and bring you to a new place and help you deal with the place you're at right now. And we want to be a place that encourages that and strengthens you. We don't want you to walk alone. If this is speaking to you, if you hear this message and you're thinking, "Man, I have been depressed or I have I'm suffering from anxiety, I have unknown fears or whatever," Well, we want to let you know, Kindred, that we want to be that place that walks with you and helps you through this process. Because I really believe, just like David, just like Moses, just like Solomon, just like Gideon, just to name a few, I really believe that God can and will use you and bring you to a new understanding of who you are. How important that is, to understand who we are in Christ. Yeah. We don't identify we don't identify with our mental, mental, challenges. We don't identify. We don't walk around and say, hi, my name's Rod. I'm depressed. We we understand our identity is in Jesus Christ. And I really want people to, uh, to be able to find that identity in Christ. Does that make sense? It does. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I think about how we have never really addressed this. You know, you, you, I broke my leg a couple of years ago. I didn't have a problem talking about it with people. You know, you've had shoulder surgery. You don't have a problem talking about it with people. Yeah. Chris was in staff meeting last week whining about his shoulder, you know, crying and whining about yeah, the pain, right? Didn't have a problem talking about it. But when you suffer from. Mental challenges—you don't walk into church and say, "Man, I've been really depressed lately," I or "Man, I'm I'm having these fearful and anxious nights where I'm not sleeping at night." And da da da. We we don't talk about that. They're the unspoken illnesses, but they can do more damage to our lives mm. than physical things.
3: Yeah. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So. I hope you guys are excited about this. I, I'm excited about it. I I, I don't know where it's going to lead. We're going to have four weeks. We're going to uh, have three messages in the last week. We're going to have a panel. Um, I have a couple counselors and a Christian psychologist. Um, I think all of them. Are available to be on that panel, they're not really going to answer questions as much as just let you know what it is they specialize in and how they can help. And they'll bring their information so you can gather if you're needing help, wanting help, or whatever. And and so we wanna we wanna provide some resources for you. Where this is gonna lead, I have no idea. I have no idea, but I want you to be praying for it, and I hope you'll be looking forward to it. It's called Let's Talk About Mental Health. It starts September 8th. Mm-hmm. I hope you'll come 10 o'clock Sunday morning, ten eight two five 825 Midlothian Turnpike. So I hope you'll come and be a part of it. All right. Guys, you guys got anything to add, anything that hits you um, about this topic? You want to yeah, go first? Yeah. Go for it.
3: I mean, I just wanted to say that I'm really, really excited for this. Um, I mean, it is a topic that's very difficult to talk about sometimes in – especially from someone who has dealt with this um, depression, anxiety, worry, things like that, that keep you up at night and um, that really just permeate your whole entire life um, in different aspects. It's It's a difficult thing to deal with and it, but it's different than a physical ailment where you can get that fixed. Whereas this is an ongoing battle. And mm. It's something that you, that is here and gone and will come back hmm. in different ways when you don't expect it. Um, a certain situation will trigger it or things like that. And um, uh, I'm just really excited um, for this series and for um, just some ongoing conversations and some possible, um, just some healing on, on it too. And, yeah. Um, within our church. Yeah.
0: I like what you're saying there. I mean, my whole family too, we've, we've dealt with emotional issues and it's, it's uh, certainly one of mine and, uh, I even see it, you know, it passed down to my kids even. You know, I, I always even say about my daughter, well, she feels big emotions. Well, she's inherited that from me and she's inherited that uh, honestly. And a lot of people will see like, oh, Matt gets excited and he's big. But you know what? It, there's the other side of that where it's like, wow, like I'm really struggling mm-hmm. and there's a depression right now and I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And, and I'm excited uh, when you, when you talked about it's an ongoing thing. What What I hope will come out of it and what where I ultimately got to, is not that you ever beat it, right? It's just it's part of who you are. It's like oh, okay. I mean, it's kind of like saying like 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 you were talking about my shoulders. Well, my my shoulders hyperextend naturally, and I didn't realize that for a longest time that its range of motion goes beyond what it's supposed to. And so now I know. Oh, okay. Well, you probably shouldn't be uh, playing a lot of sports where your shoulders could potentially rotate out of socket, right? And in the same way with my mental health, there's just things there that I didn't rel- realize, uh, and I didn't know I didn't know how to get help. And um, and like you're saying, uh, what I hope is that it flies in the face of a lot of church culture where we want to be veneer. Um, we don't want to be vulnerable. Uh, even as a pastor I'll, I'll admit you know it's it's tough to allow people into those walls and to, to say yes i i am struggling here and so you know the it, it feel like you know as i think through my church uh past uh before i was a pastor and even uh as a pastor you know you get every now and then someone come up and how you doing and they don't give you the everything's fine and dandy they say man i'm really struggling and i remember the days where it was like i have no clue what to do with that I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do with that. Whereas now it's like, uh, you know, thankfully God put some good people in my life to help me identify what was going on, help me identify some tactics and opportunities to heal. And, you know, like I know for me, when I feel it coming on, like, all right, you need to press into getting sleep, getting exercise, eating healthy. You're going to feel like you don't want to go out. Well, you need to lean into your best friends at that point and say, Hey, I'm inviting you into this space in my life. You invite prayer. And so I hope that will, a result will be that we kind of push into that. um, I know that idea that we have to be perfect, that idea that the church is veneer and we can be realistic and just be a bunch of forgiven sinners who, uh, who don't have it all together. And not that I'm saying emotional health is a sin, but just we're not perfect. And, and there's there's opportunity out there for growth and healing. You
1: know, Chris, you said something. I thought it, was, it hit me right away when you said this is something you continually deal with. I appreciated that because imagine what urgency we would have. You know, I use the simple illustration of me breaking my leg. Imagine what urgency I would have if I just kept breaking my leg yeah, or my leg remained broken. I mean, I'd have, I'd do anything, right? I mean, come on, this is so important. And, but we, we put a lot of urgency to the physical, but sometimes we ignore the, the mental yeah. and the emotional aspects of our lives, or we just feel like, well, that's me. And, and I understand that it is you, but the behavior and the strengthening that can happen and can change if, if we really believe, you know, that God cares about that stuff. So, I really do, I believe it, and I'm excited about this, and I'll be honest, um, I don't know how God is going to use me and my messages. I I feel um, this is probably the most inadequate I have ever felt going into a series, but um, that's probably good, um, because God wants me um, totally surrendered, and I am. Um, I was reading this morning on it uh, quite a bit, and Gay has some access to some books that she have, she's read that um, she's really appreciated what they've had to say, and so she's able to give me some info, too. Um, and so I hope that you'll join us. Like I said, the it starts September 8th. It's called Let's Talk About Mental Health. It's at uh, Kindred on 10825 Midlothian Turnpike, and it's at 10 o'clock. Sunday mornings. So, we'd love to have you and um, appreciate you uh, letting us chime in on that uh, today. So, Matt, we got some hot topics going for today. That's right. It's
0: time for the
1: hot topic. 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 topic.
0: topic. topic. All right. We're going to jump right in. Uh, With a feel-good story, Uh, I found an article uh, about Delta, and Delta gave uh, $1.5 million the other day to fight human trafficking, and Mm -hmm. I thought this was really cool. It's one of the uh, crises of our time, truthfully. Right now, we, we think about slavery as antiquated, and we think about boats hauling people and things like that, but... But trafficking, human trafficking, is an ongoing issue.
2: I have a I have a story about this.
0: You have a story. Go for it. I her. do.
2: My mom was a, was a was a flight attendant. She just recently retired this year, uh, for over twenty twenty five years, and two occasions she found um, a girl needed help because she was about to be abducted, and mm. she was being transported by another man that, you know, he didn't look right. And my mom kind of somehow figured it out and, um, she got the other flight attendants and they arrested the guy. Wow. uh, Wow. 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 So
0: that was, that's uh, an amazing story. That is a good story. I, and it goes along with one of the things that I learned in this article, it said, uh, Delta donated the money to Polaris, uh, who helps, uh, Uh, put on the national human trafficking hotline. And one of the things that Polaris reported was that more than 70% of labor trafficking survivors uh, were flown on a plane. Like you think about that that makes sense. Right. Uh, And then like uh, even as far as like recruitment, uh, 40% fly for purposes of exploitation and things like that. And so Evidently, it makes sense if you start thinking like, oh, yeah, I guess they would need to use airlines and and fly them somewhere completely different from their families. And so I just thought this was such a great thing, because not only that, they donated 100 flights uh, to human trafficking survivors. Uh, They donated the one point five million to Polaris. And then not only that, but they also have put a ton of time into training uh, employees like Mike's mom to understand that.
1: I'll tell you, this is going to sound really judgmental, and if it does, it's supposed to. Um, You know, Jesus had the children around him, and he said, "It's if any of you, if anybody makes these children stumble, it's better that a millstone be hung around his neck and he thrown into the sea." Mm, I think there is a special place in hell. Yeah, I really do. And if that sounds harsh, so be it. There's a special place in hell for people who traffic children. Um, And it's a pure, it's one of the purest forms of evil in our culture. And what scares me is it's not just being highlighted more, it's happening more. That's right. You know, we're not just all of a sudden paying attention to it more. We're finding it happening more and more. And, you know, we here in Richmond live along one of the main corridors in the United States, Highway 95, because it's the eastern corridor. It's the main highway up the East Coast. And um, it's one of the highest populated um, avenues or corridors that traffickers use, New York to Florida, New York to Florida. So um, I just cannot tell you how how my—I have zero— and maybe this is wrong, but I have zero sympathy, zero empathy. I I have not even thought, man. I hope that these people come to know Jesus. I I haven't thought that. I've thought I hope that every one of them, yeah, gets captured and punished. You know, and um, and yeah, I know the whole story of uh, you know, the guy who uh, you uh, captained a slave ship and became a Christian and wrote the song Amazing Grace. I know all that. And this is modern day slavery in its most evil form. I get that. But I, I I still have zero empathy. I I just sit and I'm just trying to be very transparent here. I just sit and read that and hear that and think there, there's only one destination for these people. So anyway, I'll shut up now.
0: Well, um, i i like this story because we we hear so much right now in our society and every time you turn on the news it feels like it's negative with identity politics just blaring at its finest right now everybody's the enemy everybody sucks it just was so cool to read something so great and it's not just like yeah they donated a hundred thousand i mean this was a a good chunk of change and not only that but them changing their culture of their employees and how uh how their experience is and how can they help identify and save and rescue people. So kudos to you Delta. I think that's fantastic. Uh, also want to, cause they listen to our podcast. And so there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh and now it's time yeah, to get yeah. even hotter. <laughs> Delta <laughs> airline.
2: <laughs> um, Mike would love that. <laughs> what's their slogan i'm trying to i'm like you're now uh, what's their what's their delta slogan oh man 15, i used to know it we
1: finally us. got solvent that's their slogan <laughs> i got a brother-in-law that works for delta go ahead Matt. all
0: right the next one is was suggested by rod and he's always got to one up me yeah baby last podcast i talked about the guy who uh who uh, used the, uh, the 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 hoverjet to uh, get across uh, the English Channel? Well, he sent me a story about a gentleman uh, whose name is Antonio de la Rosa, and he started on June 9th of this year, and my man paddleboarded all the way to Hawaii. That's how incredible. many days did it take, man? It took him. It was uh, he's fifty years old. It was two thousand five hundred miles, and it took him oh. seventy six. Days people. What I I tell you when
1: I sent you that? What I say? I put on there. I sent him a. I sent him an email and said, "Makes that guy that did the English Channel." I mean, dude, it's ridiculous, right? Seventy-six days. But you watched a little bit about the video. Tell a little bit about this. I did. I watched the video. I found a video on
0: uh, on ABC, uh, uh, and uh, the video is amazing. The, the 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 paddleboard he used was a hybrid of a paddleboard and a small boat. And so on the back, you see uh, tons of solar panels and weather equipment to be able to uh, detect wind patterns and things like that. And then on the front, there's just like, it's just enough that he can climb in there, a, a small cab, and just sleep. And so he's talking about his daily routine. He wakes up, he checks the GPS, make sure he's heading in the right direction, or he auto corrects. He stands up and then he starts going. And Crazy. for the 76 days, he said he barely slept. And over that whole time, he said he never got sick. And it's the video is just amazing. Uh, And so he's standing there and um, he's actually tethered by a a belt uh, uh, that's tethered to the boat. And uh, you see him paddling. I guess he's got like a GoPro or something that's mounted on the boat itself. And he gets slapped in the back by this wave. He doesn't see it all, and he almost falls overboard. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" You know. Now, obviously, there's a boat that's accompanying him. Gotta be right. because gotta there's be. videos yeah. of of it from the side. Right, right. right. But it just—it's still even just that thought of like, "Oh my gosh, my boat might get away." Like you think about crazy. Oh my gosh, Tom Hanks, you know, and Wilson <laughs> getting away or something. I gotta get to the boat. It just was amazing.
1: I- <coughs> Excuse me. I wish we had a cough button. I would have been impressed if he would have paddleboarded, then every night climbed on the boat and slept, got out the I next still, day. That's right. I still would have been impressed, but this dude slept on that board, slept on his little sea craft, whatever that's it was right. made up of. He stayed on that thing for 76 days.
3: That's a long time.
1: That's the understatement of the year, right there, Skippy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's pretty amazing to me. So, anyway, yeah, that's good stuff, Matt. Thanks yeah. a lot for sharing that. Chris, talk a little bit about Kindred News. What's going on?
3: Yeah. Hey, we have some really great things coming up. Um, on September 8th is the first day of the mental health series that mm. we were just talking about, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, also, on that same day, uh, tribes signups begin uh, for the fall. I already know that I'll be a part of the young adult small group. That's right. I'm really looking forward to, um, we just finished actually next week. We're finishing up our summer series and then we'll be jumping into our fall stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, in case you guys would like to, um, signups will be at church for financial peace university. I just finished that as well myself. And it was a great class. I learned so much. Um, Nestor Delgado is the man he loves finance, so if you guys uh, want to work Nest on a or budget. The mailman. Nestor or the mailman, that's right. If you guys want to work on a budget learn different things like that, sign-ups will be at church starting now.
1: Absolutely. Well, thanks, Chris. Now, you know, you're our youth minister, but you didn't say anything about the lock-in and all that other stuff. How, kind of how could stuff. I forget? Come on.
3: Yeah, so, hey, any students that are listening as well, uh, the lock-in is this Friday, parents too. The lock-in uh, is this Friday from 7 p.m. through Saturday morning, seven a.m. Who,
1: who are your Who are your youth sponsors helping with
0: you?
3: The The youth sponsors that will be there are uh, Savannah Spradlin, my fiance, <laughs> uh, Courtney <laughs> Blackmore, and uh, did you Ty into a Higgins. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I get wrong, I just like to say, it like,
1: that. is there anything Matt and I can do to enhance the night?
3: Yeah, actually, Matt will be. Um, Helping me out with something, he's picking up some pizza at like eleven thirty at night, coming in and doing a cornhole tournament. Listen, this is what I great. told
0: him. I said, I said, Chris, I've done so many logins. I'm not staying all tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I said I've done that, but I remember the people who would come in late or they come in early and do breakfast, and I it means so much. Is this at the church? It's yeah. at
3: the church, uh, but the first three hours are going to be unlimited um, at the like all activities at the putt putt fun center down the road mm-hmm. from us. It's a jam packed night. I have a whole schedule lined up, and yep. man, I'm so excited. How do you
1: want to do it? Awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear it, and that's good. Back to school bash before they start school this right. week. Yeah, they start does. right after Labor Day, right? That's true. Yep. Yeah. So uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time. I guess the last thing I forgot to tell you this is this Sunday, September first. We are saying goodbye to the Green Acres, and uh, I just it just hit me. We're having a little cookout. And uh, at the church, you're welcome to be there. And we're asking people to bring sides and desserts and stuff like that. The church usually provides the hot dogs, hamburgers, and buns Yep. and drinks usually. And then everything else is provided by you folks out there. And I hope you'll be a part of it. Give a chance to say goodbye to Deb and John Greenacre. Um, if you didn't, If you don't. Uh, know the Green Acres, you don't go to Kindred. <laughs> yeah. Because if you go to Kindred, you know the Green Acres. Yeah. Wonderful couple. God has blessed us with them for, I think, about 11 years of the church's existence. And um, they're moving on, but they're not moving. They're just uh, looking for another church that maybe can um, help John, who has hearing uh Issues. He, he actually, the doctors told him that if he wants to keep the remaining hearing that he has, which is very little anyway, um, he can't be around basically the style of worship that we do with band music and things like that. And so it breaks their heart, it breaks our heart. But yep. I told him this, and, and this is true statement as I can make. It doesn't matter where they live and it doesn't matter where they worship. They're always part of the kindred family. So, uh, John and Debbie, if you're listening... Um, know that you're loved and you're going to be missed and if you want to celebrate with them and say goodbye to them that's this Sunday after church all right well thanks guys for being here and um, carrying the weight that we let Lindsay carry some of that weight and we picked it up and and did it ourselves and we appreciate all of you being out out there listening to us and being a part of our kindred 360 podcast bad boys, bad boys. What
3: you when they come for you, bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do, what you
0: gonna when they come for you? Where, Where's the 360 camera? We need rod space, and yeah. we, we need to see the joy on Mike's as he is playing this right
1: now. And I tell you, putting him at the control table just gives me the willies every wasn't week. This
3: but, a, wasn't that but, the theme song for a police show? Yeah. Oh, my
1: God. I don't know yes. what it's called. Cops,
0: cops. <laughs> cops. What's that cop show that? Uh, wow. That show? Yeah. I, it, I just remember it, seeing it. If like it was played on child. SpongeBob, he would have called it out. That's that right. Was October
1: fourth,
0: <laughs> I remember the day very 14, well. Sing the song. <laughs> Let's connect with our young audience. Sing the song. Well,
1: it's
3: not recording
0: anymore. Oh. Are you done? Are we off? No. we're, no, we're still mean? going. Oh, we're still
1: going. I do haven't it. signed off yet. Do it.
3: Hold on. Um.
1: This is the Spongebob
2: uh, man song. Yeah,
3: we, we we are. Stop
2: recording. Go ahead.
1: <laughs>
3: I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. I sang it earlier. Well, thanks a lot for coming in, Chris. It's nice to have no, you. No, hey,
1: stop. Listen. Thanks so much for being here. Remember <laughs> now that Now we,
3: men. Oh, wait, wait. wait <laughs> we wait, are. Wait, wait. I actually,
2: I now women. men. I actually forgot something. We have uh, a new country. On our, on they our, discovered oh yeah. a new
1: country.
3: I didn't hear about this.
1: I didn't
2: either. <laughs> no, n- Norway. Slack, well we have my. a new download in
1: uh, Norway.
3: They've been here since
2: we, the had beginning a, of time. we
1: had a new download in Norway. Wow. Well, greetings I'd from take. us. That, thanks you for listening. Well, I kn- thanks. So, anyway, it's great. To share with you, and if you're in Norway, thanks a lot for listening. Well, wherever you are, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Remember, we're at ten eight two five Midlothian Turnpike, Turnpike, not Peg. Ten o'clock every Sunday. Thanks. Have a good day.
0: you've been listening to the Kindred 360 podcast. If you would like to hear more, be sure to check out our additional podcast,
1: Extra 360, and be sure to subscribe to the Kindred 360 podcast to stay up to date with our most current episodes. We want to thank you for listening today and have a blessed week ahead.